Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Backstage Bistro for the Quiz Box! Thank you so much for coming out tonight. I'm very excited to have you here at the Quiz Box. My name is Nikki Winkleman. I am normally the scorekeeper of the Quiz Box, but tonight is a bizarro Quiz Box. There should be music or something there, but we're very low tech. Normally the host of the show, but tonight we'll be keeping score, and because the scorekeeper usually wears a onesie, and by onesie, for those of you who are new to the quiz box, it's usually a proper or a jumpsuit, but tonight's onesie is truly a onesie. So scorekeeping tonight and wearing the onesie, the normal host of the quiz box, put your hands together for the very funny Eric Tate! <laughs> And our special guest this evening, he's one of the hardest working magicians in the country. You can see him every week at the P3 Magic Theater. Please put your hands together for celebrity magician Nick Licato. <laughs> to answer questions for points, our comedians must buzz in, and we have a very high-tech and fancy buzzer system. Mark makes this noise. Kevin makes this noise. Pat makes this noise. Oh. <laughs> and Nick makes this noise. You got one piece of sex joke. Actually, Kevin's looks like right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 sex joke. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Each mean, correct answer is a gain of two points. Each incorrect answer is a loss of one point. If the comedians are real dumb, your scores may go into negative points, but don't worry, you can win with a negative score. Each round consists of three questions. At the end of each round, the contestant with the most points wins a fantastic prize for one of our audience members. The player with the least points gets a heartfelt apology from the comedian who uh, let them down to explain why they weren't good enough to win a prize. <laughs> the comedians are also playing a game against each other. That score you will see here at the bottom. Positive points at the end of each round will transfer into the comedian's champion score. 
The comedian, uh, the comedians are also playing. Oh, sorry, comedians can lose We're or gain each other, so it's it's this is practice. <laughs> comedians can lose or gain game floor points at, at the discretion of our scorekeeper, which we'll see a little bit later. But don't worry, these points don't affect you, the audience contestants. Lastly, to make the game fair for everyone, please do not shout out answers from the audience, and please do not heckle the comedians. With that out of the way, let's quiz box. Okay, so first, our panelists are going to select from the bucket of people. Mark, who are you playing for? <clears throat> I am playing for 419972. Oh, 972972. What's your name? Alberta. Alberta. I got you, Alberta. All right, uh, I am playing for lucky number 4199699. Nice. Where are you? Can we put that one more time? Four one nine nine six nine. Yep, that's me. Nice. Oh, right up front. Tell everyone your name. Lyle. Lyle. And next. All right, I am playing for four one nine nine six five. Ah. Tell everyone your name. Beth. Beth. Congratulations, Beth. I hope Pat wins for you. Alberta and Lyle, I hope you win as well. Matt, can I spell that correctly? All right, thank you. How are you doing over there, scorekeeper? <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting, so I think we're off to a good start. Looks good. Yeah, yeah. Nick, oh, yeah. How about, uh, sure. Uh, 419962. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Oh, over there. What is your name? children. She never had any offspring, but she did have cats. She was offered a litter of kittens and chose one of them that was her favorite. What did Coco the gorilla name her first kitten? I mean food, right? <laughs> did you say food? Yes. She's not out. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of starting off with negative Yay. one point. <laughs> oh, negative points in the champion score. That's never been done. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. I don't do that. Coco was a lady gorilla? Yes. Yes. How much of a cat lady was she? How many cats did she have? How many cats did she have? She had a lot of cats. A lot of cats. Over her she had uh, at least four different cats that I'm aware of. Yeah, she, she was like almost 50 and cats don't live that long. Right. You gotta keep getting them. <laughs> Did she they have an expiration date? <laughs> Did she teach any of the cat sign language? Cats do not have fingers. Hmm. Hmm. I, would, I would very much like to see cat sign language though. Right. She's kind of like a... I mean, she only. Yay! <laughs> Sign language. Did she just like name them like objects? Like sure, sure. Apple yeah. bowl. Is it? Is it mouse? Is it thumbs up? Do we have to sign the name of the kitten? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you do, you get a bonus point. 
Sign, sign the name of the kitten. How do you sign, help me? <laughs> right. What do you want to call this cat? Park at the help me. Right, right. Wait, so me free me from the zookeepers, the cat. I, I forget, are we are we trying to name any of the many cats, or is there a specific the one you're looking cat. at? Cat number one. Cat number we'll start one. with the letter A and just go keep going here. Yeah. I will give you a hint. It is two words. Jane Goodall. <laughs> that is incorrect. But you're going to score a point for yourself because it's funny. <laughs> the classic quiz box switcheroo. Kevin. This is small ape. That is incorrect. Oh, small ape. <laughs> small lion, I would think. Would be. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> She's seen cats before. <laughs> Just usually at a larger scale. Right, right, right. I, I will give you a hint. This is not something anyone would normally name a cat. Or a person. Well, yeah, she's a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Any more guesses? Uh, that's okay. I've already lost Lyle so many points. <laughs> you only lost him one point. That's so many. <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll give you a hint. Uh, the names, the two words rhyme. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Sure. Are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> Are you lying? <laughs> Make a point. What are we for lying about facts on a quiz show? <laughs> well, we just didn't write down any hints that we agreed upon, and Eric usually just give hints, gives hints on the fly, and so. I feel like I need to check with him. Yeah, uh, yeah they rhyme. Um, uh, this would be if if the if the cat was sitting the way cats normally sit. This would be a very good way to describe it. Whoa. If you were a gorilla. Whoa. Mark, was it shit sit? <laughs> no, no, not shit sit. I like how you guys paused a while and then went. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's, I had to picture it. Well, the gorilla was sitting like that. Yeah. Anyone else? Last I, chance. I only have wacky guesses like bounce, pounce. <laughs> bounce, pounce? Bounce, bounce, pounce. I mean, that, that earns you a point. Yes. That doesn't do shit for Lyle. That's a rhyming point. Sorry, Lyle. Last chance to ring in. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, all right, we're going to call it. The answer was all ball. All ball. She, she picked the cat up and it was like in her hands. It was just like just a ball. She was just like, all ball. But, you know, in her hands. Like it, like it was like the omnipotent ball. Right. The lord of all yeah. balls. The all ball. Oh, <laughs> she, was, she was playing a pickup game with the cat. And they were like, bound. She was like, all ball. <laughs> See, Eric, what I thought you meant was how cats sit with their legs spread. Mm. <laughs> no? Uh, okay. So that makes pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one is sure why she named the kitten All Ball, but yeah. the, the choice, that was the choice that she made. Coco was able to use sign language to express many complex thoughts and feelings, but when asked to name her kitten, she chose All Ball. Hmm. She was 44 when she was offered two new kittens and chose more conventional names like Miss Gray and Miss Black. Her names, her names haven't always been simple, though. In 1985, she named a pair of cats Lipstick and Smokey. <laughs> she did have, like, five million cats. Smokey yeah. eye. Totally. 
I feel like it was a bad interpretation by the sign language person. Yeah, I need to see what all ball looks like right. and see what she was trying to... Right. It's also possible Coco didn't know sign language at all. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, Eric, where are the scores? The scores right now, uh, Mark is at, 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 with negative one. Uh, Kevin also has negative one. Yes. Also has negative one. Nick, sitting pretty by not ringing in with zero points. <laughs> Nick has quickly figured out the most effective way to win the quiz box. Some kind of wizard. Don't be funny. Yeah. Not necessarily for him. How many score? How many points does Nick have in his? Uh, Nick has two. Pat has three. Kevin has one. And Mark has three. Oof. All right. All right. Well, question two. The topic is on the mountaintop. The tallest mountain in Britain is four thousand four hundred eighty-one feet tall, and uh, is the peak. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I told you I wasn't good at reading out loud. Uh, is is called Ben Nevis. Many people have walked up it, and most of the time, all they bring back is a picturesque selfie. That was until 2006, when 15 volunteers brought back pictures of something that they found at the top. What was it that they found? Wait, people would take selfies, and they didn't. They don't take them anymore because it's something they found at the top of the mountain? No, oh, they, no, no, no. These, uh, most of the time, people just take selfies when they take pictures up there, but this time, people took pictures of something that they found. Ah. What was it that they found? Looking for the object that was found at the top of the tallest mountain in England. It sounds like a commanding peak if people are just walking up it. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. you didn't describe it as climbing right. the tallest mountain. Yeah, they just walk. <laughs> this is a really tough mountain. Right. The English climb. Right. <laughs> I mean, it says how tall it is, but it doesn't say how wide it is. So, mm. it so you could be a very far walk. Are you implying that some people prefer tall mountains and some people prefer girthy mountains? <laughs> I'm just saying that all mountains are beautiful in whatever form that they're in, and that we shouldn't discriminate against any mountains based on their appearance. I prefer my mouths to just be all ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is the point. It's a perfectly round mountain. So what was found at the top that they could take pictures of but could not bring back down to the bottom? Uh, Sorry, this is not my job. Was it a piano? That's correct. <laughs> Are you sure this mountain wasn't in Ireland? <laughs> like the quaintest thing I've ever right. Uh, Pat, yeah, did you no, know that? No, no. I, I did. You did know that? Uh, That's amazing. Why do you know that? Yeah, why do you know that? He's a piano uh, enthusiast. <laughs> well, I did read a list of six weirdest places a piano's been found at the <laughs> <laughs> That's a jag. Wow. That's a point, man. What were the other places? Um, mostly, like, underwater. And I think right. those were like, oh, they fell off of boats. Oh, yeah. okay. The bottom of the Titanic. Right. Okay. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, and did you read this because you knew you were coming to the quiz box, or did you just have a hobby of reading lists? Oh, I was just at work. Oh. <laughs> that explains it. That's where we write these questions. <laughs> Our day jobs. Well, that's correct. Congratulations, Pat, on that correct answer. Where does that put this for? That uh, leaves uh, Mark and Kevin still uh, tied to last place with negative one. Get you Nick is now in second place with zero, and Pat has catapulted into the lead with a commanding one point. <laughs> Pat is also leading champion scores with a grand total of five points. Ooh. Wonderful. 
<laughs> Question three. The topic is giant scarlet canine. <laughs> I didn't write these. <laughs> Sometimes I drink when I'm writing the questions. <laughs> I do, I do know when he was writing them, though, because he was sending me messages at all hours of the night while I was awake feeding an infant and he was drinking scotch. I'm not <laughs> jealous of Eric at all. I got a great life, guys. <laughs> Mine's okay, too. Uh, Norman Bridwell introduced the world to a big red dog named Clifford. The beloved children's <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be the answer. Yeah, well, I, had a ring I was like, finally, we're in my ballpark. Uh, were you going to ring in as that it was Clifford? Was the answer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was always a possibility. You never know if there's a blind spot in the trivia question. Right, right, right. Uh, very rarely is the answer to the question also in the question. Mm. The beloved children's book has introduced scores of children to reading. As the name suggests, Clifford is, in fact, an enormous red dog. Why did Brigwell choose the color red for Clifford's coat? Oh boy. Oh, they're stunned. Lucas. <laughs> I unring. I'm sorry? You can't, you can't do that. Alright, is it because babies can see the color red? Nope. Oh, that's oh. A, good, a good guess, though. I used to work at Babies R Us, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I know I something did. about babies, Nikki. Are there colors babies can't see? Yeah, well, yeah, actually, yeah. I was going to ask that. What, what colors can't babies see? So, right? babies, uh, real bad at your the first color that they can see is red. So, they uh, they can see in different shades of, of gray. They, that's why they are attracted to things that are high in contrast. Hmm. But once their eyes begin to develop, uh, they will see more and more color unless they are sadly colorblind and then they won't be able to see the difference between some colors. But red is the first color that they will they will be able to recognize. I wanted to unring because I was worried that it would be right. Uh, it's not right, right, but I was like, oh, that'll kill it. No, this is a, this is a much simpler reason. No. Him choose red. Way simpler than, uh, than some like, complex biological thing. Yeah. Next. I'm going to go with just cutting costs. You know, books are expensive, and the place that print the books were like, yo, let's go three color black. Red, no. like yeah. a super no, concise answer. I believe there are other colors in the book, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know because I'm a baby. Is it, <laughs> is it that every member of Kiss mixes a drop of their blood into the ink for each of the comic books? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Can we get yes. a point for children's books? Blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you're new to the show. Uh, more, th more things like that. Okay, good. More yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Right. <laughs> more of my obscure inking trivia knowledge. Got it. I, I, I would love for that to happen. Yeah. I would love for kids to like mix up vials of their blood and send it to Scholastic books. I mean, it's in their comic book. What? That's a real story. Kiss does that with her comic book. What? comic book? Yeah, they had a comic book and they mixed their blood into the red inks. I don't just come up with insane things. <laughs> do you do you have this comic book? No. Does anybody have this comic book? Anybody? <laughs> Did you dream this? No. I feel like we'd be able to pick out a Kiss fan that was that into one that they had the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> be like one person dressed like Gene Simmons right. in the back. <laughs> 
dinner theater is kind of unusual. Reluctantly about to raise his hand, he puts it down because he doesn't want to look weird. He doesn't want people to know that he licks it before he goes to bed. Tastes like Gene. Tastes like Gene? Gene. Gene Simmons. Yes. It's a simple answer, but the author had a, it sounds stupid, a red dog when he was a kid. No. Is it because he wanted children to know that the dog was clearly magical and there were no real giant dogs that would terrorize them? No, that, that's oh. a good reason. <laughs> that's very selfless. Right, right. We have to get the answer out there. We have to let the world know that magical dogs are not going to attack children. Right, yeah, I mean... Even if they are communists. Oh, sure. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red, I don't know. Oh, no. It'd be great if it was secretly communist. Go back and read him. He's talking about redistributing wealth. Right, right. <laughs> he's, he's digging in the backyard and he's eagerly throwing the dirt into every other neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't think Bridwell subscribed to the better dead than red because the story about a dead dog would not be as good. That's why they said Clifford goes and stands in line for soup book. <laughs> yeah. He was originally named Borscht. Scored <laughs> points all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he fall into a vat of beets? That's Borscht joke. He's yeah. like somehow related to Red Rover. No. Well, that was no, I, man, that's very creative. I, I just want to I just want to say it is way simpler than you guys. That's are pretty simple. For. Very <laughs> simple. It's super super simple. It has no pack. It was his favorite color. No. Oh. oh. That, that is simple. Damn. Oh. Uh, perhaps even simpler. Anyone? I'm going to give you guys 15 seconds. He was a baby. Whoa! <laughs> that just what? blew my mind. <laughs> the author of Clifford the Big Red Dog was an infant. Mm -hmm. Was he? <laughs> At one point, but not when he wrote the book. Oh, okay. Why would he? I mean, the drawings are pretty simplistic. It does look like he sort of held the pen like this. Sure. Okay, we're gonna call it. Uh, Unless anyone else wants to know last chance. I just don't. Oh, know. Mark, no. <gasps> Mark. Yes. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of colors to pick from, and red was as close to a dog as he could get color-wise. That would be believable. No, oh. no. The correct oh. answer is that it was the closest color to him. Oh, it was just the closest pen, so we just made yeah. it the dog red. Oh, boy. <laughs> were, were all the other ones like on the actual other side of the room, or it was just like a box of crayons, and that end was right. so it's like just, yeah. The table. yeah, Bridwell uh, admitted that the reason Clifford is red is as, as, as simple as the paint was closest to him oh, at the end. If the table had been rearranged that night, we might have been introduced to Clifford the Chartreuse dog. There's <laughs> <laughs> a twist of fate. Like he Clifford went anywhere, right? Yeah, like right. with that type of commitment to Clifford? He's, right. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> land Published because it was the closest publishing house right. to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first book we got. <laughs> and that is the end of round one. All right. Beth, congratulations. Pat has won you a prize with a resounding zero points. Uh, we have Kevin in second to last place for a while with negative two points. 
And then Mark and Nick are tied in last place with <laughs> negative three points each. I think we'll have uh, Mark give the first apology. I think that's he's our, uh, our veteran champion. I think before we do that, though. Apology. But first, before we do that, uh, what has our winner won? You have won this fantastic. We have, a, we have an amazing sponsor here uh, we have, uh, at the Quiz Box. Our sponsor is Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack, a totally real pawn shop that definitely exists. They donate all the prizes. Oh. And congratulations, you have won this art set. From Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You can also want a quick box magic and two tickets to Shadowbox Live. So you can go in there and check out a Shadowbox Live show. Just keep uh, that red paint close. For our losers this evening, uh, you are going to win baseball cards and a dum-dum. For, uh, <laughs> because uh, they were a bunch of dum-dums. So uh, I'm going to hand those out. Uh, where, Beth, can you raise your hand? Oh, excellent. Beth, Lyle, Justin... Who was our winner? Oh, Who was our winner? Beth was our winner. Right, right, right. Jesus Christ, this is hard, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Mark, go ahead with your apology. Alberta. I really thought we had it there. <laughs> Didn't pull it through. Uh, I probably slipped up by not answering any of the questions correctly. If I'm going to go ahead and pin it down to one thing. It was probably my lack of correct questions being put out there. So I'm going to work on that for next round. There's nothing I can do for you now. But, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe you like baseball cards and a uh, dumb, dumb sucker's not the worst thing in the world. Am I right, Alberta? Yeah. Cheers. Thank you, Mark. That was a lovely apology. Eric, how are we doing over there? We're good. We are good. We are good. We're good. Okay, this is hard. Yeah, I don't know how you do this. Uh, okay, so at the end we of that round... We switched places and didn't practice. At the end of the round, uh, the scores are uh, Nick has two points. Uh, Kevin is slightly ahead of Nick with three points. Mark is in second place with four points. And Pat has a commanding lead. Six points. Don't worry, though. It's still anybody's game. Any one of these people could win. Pat could start doing weird things. I could take away points. Uh, Kevin could be extremely funny, and I could add a whole bunch of points. Nick could bribe me with uh, uh, secrets of magic, and uh, he could win a bunch of. Uh, we don't know. Anybody's game. Anybody's game. All right, who has the bucket of people? <laughs> uh, Mark, you've, dra you've drawn your ticket. Okay, who are you playing for? I have. I'm playing for 419968. This gentleman right here, what, tell everyone your name. Nate. 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 Mark, you will be playing for you. You and me, Nate. I know you saw me not win last round. We'll <laughs> I've got a uh, four one nine nine five nine. What yes. Are you here? What is your name? Sue. Let's do this, Sue. Hey, hi. Yes. Let's do this, Sue. Yes. A game. Yes. A game. I'm riddled with trivia fever right now. <laughs> yes. I'll be sure to wash my hands. <laughs> Probably smart. Right. Pat, who will you be playing for this round? I will be playing for the wonderful and lovely 419963. Right over here, tell everyone your name. Dan. All right, Dan. And Nick, who will you be playing for? Uh, we have 419-947. Right over oh, here. Yeah. And tell everyone your name. Sheila. Congratulations, Sheila. 
All right, is everyone ready for the first question of round two? Woo! The topic is Gorilla Neighborhood. Oh, Are these going to be all nature and animal questions? Or? The late great Coco the Gorilla. <laughs> the late great Coco the Gorilla has a lot of famous friends. One of her most famous friends was Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. She watched his show every day, so getting to meet him was a big treat for her. What did she do when she first met Mr. Rogers? Exactly. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Does nope. she cry like everybody cries at that trailer in movies about <laughs> That is a sad trailer, isn't it's it? A, I've never been broken up by a trailer. Huh. I'm like, good lord. Oh, I, right. I went to go see the Avengers and they played that trailer and I was just like, no, I can't handle this. I haven't seen this trailer. What's the trailer? What's for? this trailer? It's for Mr. It's for, uh, what was her name? Yeah, can I be your neighbor? Won't like, she be my neighbor? Yeah. It's a documentary on, on Fred Rogers and Mr. Rogers' uh, neighborhood and all the amazing things he does, and you just like, I miss it so much. I haven't been to the movies in a while. Is this sadder than that one where Gary Oldman is like, his heart can't handle our gravity? <laughs> what? That's my favorite trailer. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but There's, give it a point. <laughs> There's like a space boy, he's from Mars, his heart can't handle our gravity. Gary Oldman's real upset. It gets me every time. <laughs> this must have been a blockbuster movie that none of us could It's called The Space Between Us. <laughs> the Space Between Us. Oh man, that's hovering around 5% on that. <laughs> oh, Kevin gets another point. Yay! <laughs> yes! Coco the Gorilla. Man. Oh, right, right, right. Uh. Sign language with Fred Rogers. She did sign. No, she did no, not do sign language. That was not what she did. That was that's a good guess, though. It's the second Coco question, right? Yeah, right. It yeah. is the second Coco question. I've been paying attention. It's good. <laughs> uh, regular viewers of the Clue Box will note that uh, the first round of questions are usually themed, and Nick seems to have discovered the theme. <laughs> Eric got real sad. Can I get a point? <laughs> Pat, she stole his cat. Uh, that is that is how you lose a point and gain a point. Not right. Mark Lucas. Did she ask for his sweater? No, that is incorrect. You are on the right track, though. Yeah. Oh. In the right neighborhood. Oh. Oh. I don't have any points. Can't take it away. Mark. Uh. Try to tie his shoes or something. Take his shoes off. I'm sorry? Try to take off his shoes. Is anything shoe-related? That is correct. Hey! Oh. I was trying to remember the order of operations. I was like, wait, what's he do? Oh, he switches into his sneakers. Yes, she took off his shoes. At the very beginning of every Mr. Rogers episode, he takes his dress shoes off when he enters his home. Upon meeting Fred Rogers, Coco became very excited because she recognized him from the show and immediately took off his dress shoes the same way he does on the show. That's wild. <laughs> Mark gets a point for order of operations on the Mr. Rogers show. <laughs> and Nick got a point for uh, figuring out the thing. That's Oh, the bartender's name is Derek and Brian. Uh, Derek and Brian, give them a round of applause. Uh, I think uh, Mark would like to order a drink. 
Yeah, can I have a CDC IPA? Uh, while you're up, can I have one of those as well? <laughs> Tonight's episode brought to you by CDC IPA. <laughs> also, this one's all this one's get hot. Is that gonna be on the podcast? My wife sells beer. I swear to God, it's not brought to you by CDC IPA. <laughs> oh no, it's not. That was a joke. We we the only sponsor we have is Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack, a totally real pawn shop that definitely exists. Yes. The podcast will just feature three minutes of harsh static at this point. <laughs> Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack is so real. Their slogan is, "It's a real place." <laughs> <laughs> it's a real place. Yes. That was question one. Where are the scores? Scores. Uh, Mark. Oh, my God. I thought that was the end of the round. I totally missed it. <laughs> oh, no. That was question one. I know. I am, I am just totally missed this. Well, Mark is in uh, first place with one point. Kevin has zero points. Pat has negative one. And Nick has negative one. Uh, who's playing? I know I was playing for Sue, okay. who I appreciate a lot. Let's yeah. uh, get a point for Sheila. Dan. 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 Nick is yeah. playing for Sheila. Sheila. And Mark is playing for Nate. Oh, God. Why did I do that? This is really hard. <laughs> I don't know. I have trouble taking math. I'm, I'm... Let's never do this again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, this is a bad idea, right? No, do you want to switch right. back for round three? Yeah. We'll just, no, we'll the audience said no. Oh, okay. Until we get it right. Okay. It's going to be a long night. Hey, Nikki, hey, let's do question two. Okay, question two. The topic is Dutch felines. There are a lot of things to see in Amsterdam. The Van Gogh Museum, the Red Light District, and of course, all of the tourists tripping on mushrooms. One tourist attraction is the Poozen Boat. This is a houseboat that contains what? Yes. This is the record. I didn't write this one. Not all animal facts come from Eric Tate. I, I wrote this one because I like Dutch things. Yes. Is it a tiger? No. Correct. Oh, no. Not no. A tiger. Dutch or a tiger? You mind elaborating why you thought it was a tiger? You said Dutch cats, and I was like, cat. If it's just a cat, that's not a very good attraction. But a tiger, like while you're on mushrooms. <laughs> I I had a, just want a clarification. I heard booze and boat. Like booze and boat with a poo. Oh, booze. Okay, booze and. I thought booze and was Dutch for tiger. <laughs> Okay, but that's, yeah, but still doesn't mean anything to me. Right. <laughs> like you know, there's one tiger when you're tripping on mushrooms, but what if you're just along the canal and this boat goes by and it's full of hundreds and hundreds of cats and they're they're rowing the oars and there's there's like three of them on each other's shoulders steering the boat and they're all singing in unison as they go like down the canals of Amsterdam. Yeah, but it's all just a cacophony of meowing. It's just, it's a boat coming at you. It's just chock full of fucking cats. Every every one of you got a point for singing cats in here. Did you ring in for that? Yeah, that was my answer. That's correct. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, the other, the other answer would have been prostitute related. So, oh, <laughs> Right. So it's so a floating the cat house. Fifty cats living together. <laughs> Did you read that and, on BuzzFeed too? And I realized or? that Eric and I rewrote this question so that the answer was cats, but we forgot to change the topic so that it didn't have the word felines in it. Right. So that was an easy one. My darkest nightmares are alive and well in Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. I really. They don't row the boat, but uh, most cats. <laughs> 
Most cats hate water, but this floating animal sanctuary accommodates up to 50 cats at once, 14 of which are permanent residents. Human visitors are welcome aboard to choose a cat for adoption, and tourists are also welcome to drop in and scratch a kitty behind the ear. Oh, I just I just want to say I really regret overestimating you guys with that. Time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, how did you know it was a cat? Oh, I said key lines. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pat, could, could you do me a favor? Uh, if there are any artists here, uh, please see Pat after the show and please describe that entire thing again because I would love to see an artist rendering <laughs> of Pat Deering's nightmare cat boat <laughs> where one of the cats is like wearing a tiny little captain's hat and has a corncob pipe. <laughs> Yeah, and they've been out at sea way too long, and they turned on each other. Whoa! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Originally, the question was going to ask you to name the boat, but we thought that was too hard. Ah, uh, de Poozen boat. De Poozen boat. Am I saying that correctly, Mom? My mom's in the audience; she's Dutch. De Poozen boat. Oh, I got it right. I get points at home. <laughs> Your third question. Oh, first, where are the scores? Well, I successfully did not erase the names this time. Thank so, you. Good job. Uh, Mark and Pat are, are uh, in uh, first place with one point each. Kevin and Nick are in second place with negative one each. Still anybody's game. Come on, Kevin. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a tiger. <laughs> Kevin just turned into Gary Shanley right now. <laughs> Come on. The third question, the topic is fancy hotels. The Burj Al Arab in Dubai is one of the most lavish hotels in the world. It sits on a man-made island, cost over $1 billion to build, and has rotating beds in the rooms. A night's stay will cost you anywhere from $2,700 to $24,000. The hotel is so committed to luxury, one part of, of the training for the staff includes watching episodes of what? Watching episodes. the staff watch episodes of something? Yeah, they, 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 so the staff has to be trained to be right. there. So they, right. they are forced to watch episodes of a particular show. We'd is like it, to know the show. I would I what, love yeah. it if it were false yeah. towers sure. and they were just running the whole place <laughs> in the ground. Right. They're like, here's how the English do it. It's like a <laughs> reverse psychology thing, yeah. like Orange is the New Black, maybe. <laughs> Oh, they watch a prison show? Yeah. <laughs> Just to learn what not to do. Welcome to our $24,000 a night hotel. Now put on a jumpsuit, bitch! <laughs> it's an immersive experience. You can bring in, so I'm not going to tell you. Oh, so no, it's probably not. I don't think it's really orange to be black. Watch episodes of shows to figure out. What's a fancy show? Are they watching Dallas over there? Like, yeah, they're watching right. American television. What is a nice on? fancy like? Is it? <laughs> is it? Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the name of the show. Downton Abbey. That's correct. Yeah! Get some. That's my favorite show about propriety. <laughs> they just got like, all right, everyone make sure the chamber pots are warm. <laughs> right, yeah. So is, is, is there thought process that Americans and Europeans think luxury is just like being friendly to people in their face and then stabbing them in the back 40 minutes later? <laughs> yeah. I thought Down Nighty was all about a family that wanted to kill each other. Right. Nothing says luxury like harsh social inequality. Feudalism. <laughs> yeah. Right. Down Abbey is a British historical drama that follows the lives of the Crawley family and their servants in the family's Edwardian country house. The hotel uses episodes of this TV show to train the butlers that come with each room. Yes. 
Is, so each room gets a butler. Do the $2,400 butlers, like... <laughs> the $2,400 butlers <laughs> just outside what's smoking the in the bathroom. <laughs> like, what's they, the they're the watching Orange is the New World. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is the Middle East, so I guess throwing the gay butler from the first season out of the hotel is exactly what they're supposed to do in the handbook. Yeah, most of the rooms are two stories. Oh, boy. Yeah. Does, does Pat get a point for pride, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, still June. Still June, yeah. yeah. God, I'm exhausted. Pat the point. That's the end of the round. That's the end of round two. Woo! Oh, Nikki, I got, I got good news and I got bad news. First of all, the bad news is Nick lost with negative one. So Nick oh. is going to be making an apology. The good news is we have a tie. Ah. Mark, Kevin, and Pat each uh, answered a question, a, a question correctly, uh, resulting in each of them having one point coming up, roaring back from negative uh, areas. So we're going to do a tiebreaker round. The way a tiebreaker round works here on the quiz box is we uh, only, uh, Nick, you're going to be sitting this one out. Mark, Kevin, and uh, Pat, you will be playing. You do not have to ring in. The answer we're looking for is a number here. So what we're going to do is sort of like a bidding contest. Nick, you will read through the question. And then you will take turns guessing numbers. Nikki will tell you higher or lower. Uh, you can't just say a whole bunch of numbers in a row. You do have to take turns. Got it. Don't worry, Dan. I got the poozin' boat, and I'm bringing it home. Don't make me proud! Nate's in the bathroom, so no matter what happens, tell me why. The topic of the tiebreaker is, I had a baby. In what year was the first Mother's Day? 1950. Lower. Lower? Okay. 1921. Lower. 1911. Lower. 1894. Higher. Okay. 1900. Higher. 1905. Higher. 1908. That's correct. Yeah! Yes! Get some! Yeah! That was the slowest auction ever. Yeah. That's for all the money. That is the end of the round. Congratulations, Kevin, and congratulations, Sue. Sue, you have won a fabulous prize from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack. Eric, what have they won? You have won uh, two tickets to Shadowbox Live, a quiz box magnet, and this creepy-looking baby duck ornament. That's the worst thing Dusty Dewey has ever done. Oh, hey, look at that. Oh, Sick burn, Sue. For our podcast, she's going <laughs> to need the prize. <laughs> Perfect. Congratulations, Sue. Eric will be around to hand out the prizes to Sue and our losers, loser prizes to our losers. Losers, if you can hold your hands up so that Eric can find you until he comes to you. And Nick, you have an apology to issue. Sheila, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, really... So they told me before this I had to like make an apology. I didn't know any of this. So I had to like think on my feet a little bit. And there was this one time where I was supposed to watch my neighbor's fish and I let the damn fish die. Um, so it was kind of funny, but not. Um, so what I did was I, I wrote some stuff on, well, I'll show you, because I made this real quick. I went to the bathroom. How long was your neighbor gone that you killed his fish? <laughs> not, not that long. Okay. So, just so he thought it would be, like, I wanted him to really know I was sorry every time he went to the bathroom. So, I wrote, uh, I'm sorry on the first two strikes. And then, so he pulled out here and then uh, 
Luciendo in Spanish, uh, with Italian, Dutch, Mandarin, Chinese, and then this is the lyrics to uh, Justin Bieber's. Um, oh yeah. Oh my God. Again to Alberta. <laughs> I apologize for my apology not being as apologetic as his apology. I apologize very gratefully. I made another roll of toilet paper if you need it. That was my next one. How many rolls did you prepare? They only had two, so uh, okay. sorry whoever goes in there next. <laughs> A reminder not to use these restrooms. They are closed. Don't know what they did in there. <laughs> That's why they're closed. Okay, that's the end of round two. We are moving on to round three. At the beginning of round three, uh, Mark is in last place with six points. Kevin and Nick are tied with seven points. And Pat is a commanding lead with nine points. Topic of question one in round three. Before we do that, okay. yeah, we draw from the book. Oh, yes, let's see that. Order of operation. That's a callback. It's mathematical. Who has the bucket? Oh, I have Where's the bucket? Nikki's got the bucket. Nikki's got the bucket. At least I didn't erase the names too soon. Oh, I have to erase the names now. Mark, who are you playing for? It's a comedy of errors, isn't it? Alright, oh, these, these transfer down, so. We did this so we appreciate each other more. Oh. I am playing for 419 955. What's your name? Charles. Charles. Congratulations, Charles. Ooh. Kevin, who will you be playing for? I've got 419951. Hey! Joel. 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 Joel, how do you spell it? Joel. 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 J-O-E-L-L-E. What? Peter and Kevin. No. I already won you a bird, Sue. Sue is very upset. She's doing the dirty Sue. I already won you a bird, Sue. Quotes from Rajat the source. I, I am playing for the wonderful and very understanding 419958. All right. Same table as Sue. What is your name? Shannon. Thank you, Shannon, for playing. And Nick, who would you be playing for? 419967. Oh. Right over there. And what is your name? Brittany. Is that spelled like Sears or. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y? It's Brittany, bitch. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y? 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 Are we done? Brit? Brit? Are we done? Yeah, we got it. I got it. I got it. I can't figure out how to get a cat back on the marker, but I got it. Okay. I was hoping that you were using the dry erase marker and not the permanent marker that's in there for signing the bell. I forgot to tell you there were two markers in there. 
Like he's proven himself quite able to erase things, yeah. even at the wrong time. <laughs> Very true. Question one, the topic is genius. <gasps> the late, great Coco the Gorilla oh my God. had mastered more than 1,000 signs and understood around 2,000 English words. She wasn't great at syntax, but she was often forgiven for this since she was a gorilla. Coco is generally considered to be an exceptionally smart gorilla. It was her use of sign language to describe what that made her particularly smart. So Renoir. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Mark gets a point for an excellent. Was, was that the name of the painting elephant in the next uh, enclosure? <laughs> So what did she describe that uh, made people believe that she was very smart? The tied tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Tied tennis shoes? Tied, never mind, yeah, no, sorry. Trying to think of a point for a callback to Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on another level, guys. Yeah. She would, she would frequently invite people into her enclosure and describe her many cats to them, <laughs> one after the other. <laughs> Is it because she was able to describe herself? Oh, no, that's, that's deep. deep. That is not correct. Oh. That's a good one. Oh. She was able to do that. Coco was able to pass the blue dot test. Uh, that, is a, that is a way that uh, they check to see if an animal can recognize itself in a mirror. They will put a blue dot on it, and then if the animal tries to get the blue dot off after looking itself in the mirror, that's it. Uh, but, but apes commonly can pass that. That's, That's just run of the mill, ain't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just makes it all the more disturbing when you bring it. Tell you to do I will say this isn't a specific thing, but that it is a category of things. Oh. Ow. <laughs> I threw okay. my Maraca in my face. <laughs> Is that know. your answer? No, no, no. no. Nick rang in and then Kevin injured oh. himself. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say emotions. Uh, no, that is not correct. I know. <laughs> uh, displaying emotions. The baby in the room. <laughs> Perfect. That's my own baby. That's your baby? Ken. Yes, that's my baby. <laughs> uh, no. did Coco... your, your baby is not what Coco was no! describing. Uh, did, she should have. Did Coco translate poetry into gorilla mode? <laughs> gorilla mode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on losing a point and gaining a point. Yeah! Coco compare scientists to summer evening. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> How fragile is it? I'll say it's a category of objects, or, uh, yeah. I was going to say the slow and never-ending inexorable march of time. <laughs> uh, That's the morbid, because she just died. Did you ring in? No. Oh. <laughs> I was going to, and then you said objects. I just mm. thought I'd just hear a tambourine in my sleep, I guess. Uh, <laughs> any, anyone else? Describing objects that have this quality is uh, not something that other animals can, can do. Right. Describing objects that are no longer in front of her? That's correct. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Object permanence. Yes. Yes. Coco had an unparalleled mastery of language compared to any other non-human primate. The ability to describe objects not in the room 
at the times has not been documented in other sign language using inks. <coughs> Coco, we miss you. Oh, uh, the room uh, is silent. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> yeah. But the end of that, uh, that uh, uh, question there, uh, Mark is in lead with two points. Kevin and Nick are tied with negative one, and Pat is in second place with zero. Uh, question two. The category is not exactly the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Dateline Congo, 1998. Soccer or football in its world's most is the world's most popular sport. The Basanga soccer team was in a tough-fought match against their rivals and closing in on a 1-1 draw. The game took an unexpected turn and ended suddenly. How did the game end? Do they realize that soccer is no fun? <laughs> <laughs> They just, everybody just quit. Yeah, wait, why are we doing yeah, this? Yeah, they're like, it's just going to be a tie. How much of a fan of the Congo national soccer team was Coco? <laughs> I, I don't know how that died. Well, she was like all ball, right? Was that <laughs> Also, nice callback to the beginning of the Thank game. God. There you go. There you go. What year? This is in 1998. Uh, yeah, that's going to help you out. Right, all right, all right. I'm going to say it ended in an earthquake. That is not correct. Damn. You are close. You're in the right Natural disaster. Oh, we need to be more specific. <laughs> Mark. Uh, was there a volcano explosion? No, that is not correct. What did you say? A volcano. A volcano. Oh, no, that's not correct. It's not any kind of explosion. <laughs> You're like, no, no, not I that. I just part. heard explosion, and I was like, no. And then I, <laughs> I meant eruption, but you know. The lights went out. No. No. Ah. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it animal related? Did thousands and thousands of tropical birds descend on the stadium <laughs> yeah. and carry away every single one of the soccer players, no. never to be seen Did again? You that was a different no. game. Not murdered, but carried away. <laughs> Birds big enough to carry humans descended upon and then carried them away. That's why there's thousands of them. <laughs> they worked in a coordinated manner to carry away <laughs> millions of angry toucans. This is also another one. So, so toucans are in South America, not Africa. So in your highly implausible scenario, <laughs> Thousands, millions of toucans have come over from South America to Africa and then worked together cooperatively to carry away a human. They hate soccer. Oh, you want to be graphically specific? Coco, the gorillas family, came down to the TV cameras to demand to know where the fuck she was at. <laughs> no. The, the only sign language they spoke was just ripping the TV crew in half. Things about balls. This is a sign for game over. <laughs> they spoke original gorilla sign language, not American sign language. Patty's getting a point there. Hey. Uh, no, this is a real natural disaster, not one of your wine nightmares. Mark. Was it locusts? No. <laughs> not how, many, how many natural disasters? I'm not. Was there a blizzard? Is it wind related? The, the sprinklers all came on, but it was blood. 
Whoa! And then they painted Clifford the guys, dog guys, with it. Yes, that shit is a biblical disaster. And then the sprinklers came out, but frogs came out of them. Frogs. Yeah, was it was it all of the firstborn players dropped in? <laughs> yeah. uh, I hate all of them. <laughs> Would anyone care to ring in with a natural disaster? Heaven. Is it uh, is it wind related? Is it a hurricane? No, it's not. Is a hurricane in the middle of the continent? You know, it's not I, I a hurricane, know. but I will say that it is weather-related. Oh, okay. Mark Luke is over here, Africa weather expert. <laughs> Mark. Did it lightly start to snow? <laughs> no! That would, that would stop a that hurricane. Would shut down that would stop the crew in like 30 seconds. Yeah, if there's one inch of snow in Georgia, everybody stays there. <laughs> Next. It was too damn hot. No! no. Kevin. Uh, so going continentally appropriate, it was some kind of monsoon. <laughs> no, that's not continentally appropriate either. I don't know where weather is. But I like the way you said monsoon. Well, I mean... <laughs> uh, as if it was a dirty word. <laughs> yes. Monsoon. monsoon. I'm cool to say that. Right? No, it was not right, right. monsoon. Uh, okay. I'll give you one last chance to guess the natural disaster. Natural disaster. In, this is in Africa? This is it Congo yes. versus who? This, this is a natural disaster that happens all over the world. I'm going to go with just lots of lightning. That's so much. <laughs> it was a lightning strike. Yeah! <laughs> That's no fun. The, the opposing the team was killed by a lightning strike. Oh my god! Oh. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh, buried the lead there. Oh my god! The opposing team was a better the question. whole team? You weren't going to get that part. Whoa. They king Ralph the entire team? <laughs> yes. Nice reference, yeah, wow. by the way. Uh, yes, the, the entire opposing team was killed by a lightning strike. According to the local paper, the opposing team was all struck by lightning and killed on the spot. Wait, was it just the other team? How? Like, were there any wizards on site? <laughs> According to the paper, quote, the athletes from the home team were curiously unscathed. What? Which was the home team get super religious oh after that? What James Bond movie do we see the end of? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no mention was made of the rebel war that also affected much of the country at that time. Were they all holding hands in like a golf club? Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's our fault. The no, no, antennas no. have never been a winning they were, team. They were all lined up for a, they were all lined up for a penalty kick, That's shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, if they, if they were all right down the line. For, for a shootout, they yeah. are all connected, are they not? Right, yeah, the guy bent the ball, and it was hovering above, and the lightning bolt just boom, and it's right down the yeah, line. Yeah, but the goalie's going <laughs> locked arms and arms. I think that what we've really learned from this question is that none of us know how soccer works. <laughs> or lightning. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cover up for the two kids. This is the final question. They're probably all sitting on a metal bench next to a tall metal structure and got hit and it killed everybody on the bench. Ah. Uh, also yes. rubbing balloons on each other's head. <laughs> Alright, before we get into the last question, just so you guys know, uh, Kevin is in the lead with zero points. What? <laughs> oh, right, I forgot I got a question. One. Pat has negative one and Nick has negative four. Jesus. Yeah. Better get another roll of toilet paper ready. I'm making rain prizes. All right, the final question of the round. The topic is heads or tails. 
Tails. Oh! <laughs> Take away all this voice! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be able to do that. Okay, there we go. I know how that works. <laughs> well, you don't get to take away points up here. Just right. He ran yeah. yeah, Shannon oh, did Oh, he ran it. Yeah, so I took one away from each because he was being a smart ass and he was wrong. I really like your suit jacket, Nikki. I think it looks incredible. You're doing it wrong. The topic is I really like your onesie. Right, right. Ooh, hey, look at that. Mark's That's how you play. The one with the mark. The topic is heads or tails. The topic is heads or tails. Uh, the Winstock Country Music Festival is a two-day country music festival that is held in Winstead, Minnesota. At this year's festival, a woman was cited for underage drinking after getting her head stuck in what? Oh boy. Oh my God. I mean, Minnesota. In Minnesota. Right, yeah. <laughs> she got her head stuck in the fence of the one other person that was at the concert. <laughs> Yeah. It has to be a cattle. Yeah, like, well, it's it's a cattle do they have country music in Minnesota? Oh, yeah. yeah they do. <laughs> okay. I think there's country music yeah. everywhere there's a radio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah like uh, a radio broadcaster, I think. Uh, okay. If you go, oh, we've got satellite radio up there. They've got lots of country music in it. Oh, wow. If you go 15 minutes outside of city limits anywhere, yeah. country music plays. Yeah. And that doesn't matter if you go, you know, that far outside of Minsk, all of a sudden it's like, is that country music all the way out here? Huh. And Christian radio? Yeah. For some I think if it's music and it's in the country, it's country music. <laughs> Don't ever let me do <laughs> Nikki gets a point. Was it the uh, was it the small hole of a traffic cone? She looked like I'll take it to this person's head. She looked like yeah. a dog post-surgery. <laughs> Gladys had the smallest head any of us have ever seen. <laughs> we told her to prove it. I will tell you that she had a normal-sized head. Mm. 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 That narrows it down yeah. considerably. Right. So, the large side of a traffic cone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Minnesota. She was at a concert and got her head concert. stuck in something? Yes. Okay. It's like a festival-type concert. Oh. So, like, you know, like the Were there animals present? No, there yeah. was no clues and bows. No gorillas? <laughs> was it the mouth of someone whose jaw had dropped it? What a lineup! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, a Willie Nelson cover cover band? They got Chris Gaines. It's a music festival town in the, it's up there. It's like, uh, it's like the Gathering of the Juggalos, but for rednecks in Minnesota, so... Gathering of the Juggalos is your reference for a music festival? <laughs> I thought that not was like Nelsonville or Coachella? Hey, look, Saul's right in. Let's ignore the not funny thing I said. <laughs> I got you, Eric. Um, did she get her head stuck inside of one of the instruments of one of the bands yeah, of the festival? Uh, no, that's a good guess, but that's uh, not So now, like, the bass drum, that would be classic physical comedy. And then she, like, walks off the stage and oh. still like, making the drum noise <laughs> as she... <laughs> Crouch, 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 crouch. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that. Nick, I'm gonna go with she got stuck in a porta potty somehow. Uh, no, that's, that you're getting applause from the audience. Sue Are liked it. Sue that liked it. Correct. Oh, she got her head stuck. Uh, I will tell you, she had a normal sized head, uh, but what she got stuck in was abnormally large. <laughs> 
Was it a huge fiberglass statue of Garth Brooks? <laughs> no, is that common? <laughs> Everyone that I've been to. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. give you a point for a huge fiberglass statue of Garth Brooks. She or got Kings. she yeah. got her head stuck in the obligatory oversized butter cow. Mm. No, no. Yeah, it would have been very sad. <laughs> I agree. Right. Did she get her head stuck in one of those big foam hats? Oh, that's also good. But that, how do you get your head stuck in that? I don't know. I don't either. I can't get this foam hat off. It's just, it's <laughs> so normal. tight. I mean, she I was intoxicated. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, she was intoxicated. Well, that could be anything. <laughs> so it was an adventurous thing she put her head in. Yeah. It was an adventurous thing she put her head in. Seven. Was it a tiny fiberglass statue of Brian Brooks? Tiny it was a larger than average tiny fiberglass statue. It was a middle sized fiberglass statue. Why fiberglass? This is what you make yeah. a statue out of. No, you can make statues out of marble, out yeah. of bronze. Like, Some no, of the more famous ones ice. are made out of. No, it's like a I big boy situation. It was it was not any statue of Garth Brooks. Oh, thank you for clarifying. This is something that actually frequently is featured inside of a uh, country music song. Country music what? what? A song. Like you would song. hear you would hear this kind of thing in country music. Oh. Yeah. She got her head stuck inside of her cousin. Is not correct. Uh, who's ringing in, Kevin? Is it the bed of my pickup truck? Uh, it is not the oh. bed of a pickup truck, but it is part of an automobile. Oh! You got your head stuck in the tailpipe. That's correct. What? Oh. Unbelievable! I forgot it's not that. Heads or tails? Oh. It was. Yeah. Jammed her head into the tailpipe. while intoxicated, got her head stuck in a larger-than-average tailpipe of a truck. <laughs> After seeing it and later admitting to thinking to herself, "Hey, my head could fit in that." <laughs> you know what? You know what's fucked up is I know exactly what happened. She went in, and her nose goes down when she goes in. And then when you try to go out, your nose sticks, and then your head's stuck. Yeah, it's like how you can fit like a pool ball in your mouth, but you can't get back out. Uh, Old Mark facing yeah, a tailpipe yeah. Lucas. Yeah. So don't go out and try that. That classic don't predicament. Don't go out and try that, but a, a billiard ball, you can get it in your mouth, but because of your teeth, you can't get it back out. So they'll have to. They will. You'll have to go to the ER. Don't do it. What was the experience, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, it's timeless advice. After the show, I'll be talking to Nikki's mom and finding out the time that Nikki put a pool ball in. I did. <laughs> uh, she just bored with. Caitlin this. reportedly was stuck there for 45 minutes until firefighters had to cut her out with a power saw. No. Oh, <laughs> power saw is also a thing you hear frequently in country music songs. Uh, 
Well, that's the end of the round. Uh, Mick is in last place with negative five points. Close behind him is Pat with negative four. Kevin, uh, a commanding second place with negative two. And Mark wins the round with negative one. Mark one for Charles. Charles, congratulations, Charles. Charles is one of our quiz box regulars. I'm so happy that you win some prizes tonight. What has Charles won from Dusty Dewey's Knickknack Shack? Charles has won two tickets to the Shadowbox Live, and he has also won this incredible quiz box puzzle. Oh, a quiz box jigsaw puzzle. Charles, you get to put together a picture of me and Mickey. <laughs> it has like some weird number of pieces, too, like yeah, 268 pieces. There's 252 <laughs> pieces in this puzzle. And if you can figure out why we made it 252 pieces, we'll give you a, another prize. <laughs> There's no reason. That's just how they come. Uh, congratulations, Charles. Uh, Eric will be around to hand out the prizes, and I believe, uh, who is it that's issuing an apology? Nick? Nick again will uh, issue an apology. Brittany, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Cheers. I know they told you at the beginning, I'm a magician, but among my other powers, I'm also like a, like a mind reader, a mentalist, and tonight I knew I was going to be terrible. <laughs> no, I did. So that's why you know I wrote all that stuff on the, the toilet paper, and then I also on the way here I was like, well, I'll probably lose more than one round. In fact, I've lost all three because we tied with you the first round, right? Yeah. Right. Mm. Mark, yeah, that's yeah, true. That you did true. lose all three. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, what does everybody love? So I brought you something. Uh, like, like I literally I stopped the Kroger on the way here. Be great if it was ten thousand dollars. Sorry I suck. It's donuts, but sorry I suck. Written in the lid. Enjoy your uh, permanent marker flavored donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick, for that wonderful apology. Uh, That'll be seven dollars. It, <laughs> it was amazing apology. Uh, Nick earned himself a couple of extra points there. That was a, a wonderful apology. That was a wonderful round, and that was a wonderful game. That is the end of our show. Champion scores end oh, up. This was a hard fought game, and I've never uh, never applied uh, points before, uh, and uh, the points flow thick and fast. Nick, our very special guest, uh, was in second place with 11 what? points. Oh, okay. Not bad. Not bad. It was uh, very funny. He played a uh, very uh, amazing game. He was also in second place with 11 okay. points. Nice. This is the strong performance. Mark played an amazing game. He is one of the most winningest people here at defending his title tonight, but he is also in second place with 11 points. And that means Kevin, a first-time player of the game, with 12 points. Oh, my God! Play the quiz box oh, in so, July to so defend good. your title. Kevin, it is a belt, not a bra. Sure, sure. <laughs> that would have been great if you had gone through all that. And it was like, all these guys are in a uh, tie. And then in front of his child, he's the only one that lost. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, the July episode of the quiz box 
will be on July 27th. You can make your reservations for that tonight because I know you had such a good time that you would love to see how this show is played normally with Eric hosting. <laughs> Give a round of applause to all of your panelists tonight. on your table before you leave tonight. We'd love to know what you thought of the show and your entire experience here at the Backstage Feature. You can flip it over to write additional comments on the back. We will see you guys on July 27th. Stick around for karaoke, which starts at 10 p.m. You can start signing up uh, pretty much as soon as we tear down the stage. But yeah, uh, we will start karaoke at 10 p.m. Grab a few more drinks if you'd like to stick around. Thank you guys so much. My name is Nikki Winkleman. Good night.